Hi, welcome to the Anxiety Doesn't Own Me podcast. My name is Emmanuel Isaacson, and I'm here to help you to heal your anxiety naturally. Today is going to be the second part of my journey with anxiety, of what I went through, how I overcame it. So if you haven't listened to the first part, go back. It's the episode before this, episode 25, and check that out first. So part two of the story is wherever I left off in the last episode or whatever, I said to myself that I need a break from New York. I have to get out of this place because the winter is putting me down, the people around here, and just the environment. I just felt like very like heavy and I wasn't able to handle it. I needed a break. So I decided to go to Israel. My family's over there. And I decided to stay there for a while. I'm like, maybe that's going to help me because over there it's more sunnier. It has palm trees. There's a beach over there. It's a much more lively place because it has more, it's more, it's a warmer climate and I'll be able to be out more because again, nature for me is something that is just calms me down. So I said to myself, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go to Israel for a little bit and maybe it's going to help me out. So I took a, I remember I bought a plane, plane ticket with my dad because he was going, I'm like, I'm going to go with you because I didn't want to go myself. I was terrified. And I remember the entire ride there. I was just like on edge because I was terrified of, you know, the plane crashing. I, I was terrified of flying. But I said to myself, like, I have to push myself in order for myself to feel much better because I think this is really going to help me. So once I get there, I remember I was staying in my aunt's house. And this is where, like, I thought would help me. But it was quite the opposite. Because, well, it was very helpful to get out of New York and everything. But also at the same time, I don't blame my family of how they are. It's just they don't understand mental health that really. Because, again, it's very old school. And they're like, oh, what's wrong with you now? Like, what, you lost your mind? What, you went crazy? Like, what are you depressed about? There's nothing to be depressed about. You don't have debt. You haven't lost somebody. You haven't broken up with your wife. You haven't been divorced. You haven't broken up with somebody. What are you depressed about? I'm like, you know what? I have no idea why I'm depressed. It's just this is the way I feel. I'm like, you telling me, like, why am I depressed? I have no idea why. I have no idea why I am experiencing this. This is very confusing for me. And I remember I was staying in my aunt's house. And I remember after a few weeks, she asked me, she's like, oh, how long do you think you're going to stay here for? I was like, I have no idea. She's like, um, maybe you maybe want to try to find a different place. Basically, she was trying to, like, telling me to leave the house. Now, imagine when you're going through such a difficult situation and your family members that you thought that can support you that all of a sudden they're you don't feel like they're supporting you. Now there are family members that I have over there that really do support that, that really did help me out. Uh, one of my cousins over there, he went through a certain of some sort of anxiety, not so severe. So he kind of understood, but not to a deep level of what I was going through. So this, this aunt over here, she was like, when do you think you're going to leave and everything? I was like, I have no idea. So she was basically asking me to leave to get out of the house. And it made me feel really down. I'm like, where's the support? Like, how come, like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I have no place to go. Like, I'm trying to get myself, you know, better. Like, where, where's the help? Like if my, if my, hopefully that they won't have to go through this, but if my siblings, children need help, like I'm going to help them as much as I can. But like, you know what? Maybe she couldn't, maybe I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt because it still kind of bothers me in a way of like, why isn't you couldn't help, but I'm going to give the person the benefit of the doubt. And maybe she was going through her own things in life. And a lot of people go through things and we just don't know about. So I try to give the benefit of doubt in that situation, but it's still kind of hard. 
So I had to find a place, and there was a dormitory where I used to be there when I was 18 years old. I was staying there in a dorm. So I contacted the person that was in charge over there, and I asked if I can stay there. And they're like, yeah, for sure, and like 100%. And they accommodated me, and they were to stay in the dorm. Again, it wasn't the ideal thing because, like, again, there was a lot of people over there. I wanted my peace, and it wasn't like your own space. It was, it was kind of difficult, but, like, this is what I had to live with. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is what I have with, and I'm going to try to make the best out of it. But my anxiety wasn't getting any better. It was it was getting worse. I was like, what is, I'm like, why is it not helping me? I'm like, maybe there's some natural remedies. So I asked my aunt, who is a nurse, my other aunt, and I asked her, I'm like, you know, like, is there any natural remedy? She's like, yeah, maybe you can take something called rescue. I was like, okay. So I remember I went online. It was from England where I ordered this. And I patiently, anxiously waited for this. I'm like, finally, I'm going to have some sort of hope that this is going to help me and I'm going to feel much better. I remember opening up the package when it came right away. And I tried it. I'm like, okay, maybe the first time doesn't really help. Tried it the second time, the third time, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, one week, two week, three week. I'm like, this is not really helping me whatsoever. I'm like, this really sucks. I'm like, I thought maybe this is going to help me and it's a natural remedy. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm like, this really like, again, it, it put me down. It gave me, it didn't give me the hope. And I just sat down. I'm like, I have no idea what to do over here. I have no idea what to do. I am lost. I can't find anybody who can help me. I'd speak to my cousin who used to really speak with me and really care about me until late at night we used to speak. And this guy was working and he had kids and he, and he really cared, which I really, really appreciated at that time because I needed somebody. Again, he didn't understand to the depth, but he just didn't understand what anxiety was a little bit because he went through it a little bit, but not to the depth of like what I went through, the anxiety disorder. And what what ended up happening, I was like, you know what, maybe I just go to a, psychi- a psychiatrist and start taking medication. I'm like, there is no hope for me to get better. Like, I have nothing. I, I can't do anything about this. I'm like, I'm, I'm stuck. So I contacted my I contact one of my family members in Israel and I asked him, like, there's any psychiatrist over here? He's like, yeah, I'll take you. We drove to the psychiatrist and I'm speaking to him and I explained to him exactly what's going on. And he diagnosed me with depression, anxiety disorders. And he's like, here you go. Here's this medication that's going to help you to calm down your anxiety. I remember he handed it to me and I was about to take it, not in the psychiatrist's office. Me and my cousin walked out and he put my brother on the phone who took medication, who has been taking medication already for 17 years, but back then was already, um, I would say about eight years he's been taking medication and he wasn't getting any better. Yeah, he felt much better because he worked on himself. But he told me, he's like, Emmanuel, just to wait. Please don't take the medication. I'm like, David, you have to understand, I am struggling every single day. I'm suffering every single day over here. Nothing is helping me. I try to find a therapist. They're not good. I try to get my, you know, I try to take the natural remedies. They're not helping me. I am trying to speak to God. I get no answers. I have no idea what's going on with me. Nobody can help me. I feel completely hopeless. I wake up every morning not wanting to wake up because of this struggle, because of this pain of whatever I'm going through. I have no other hope. This is the only way. He's like, Emmanuel, it is not the only way. Just please, just take time because you don't understand the side effects you remember the side effects that I had? This is what he was telling me. He's like, you remember the side effects that I went through? Do you remember how many times I had to change my medication just to find the right one? And me trying to get off the medication, the withdrawals is intense. 
I'm afraid, he tells me, to get off the medication. He's like, you have the opportunity right now to do it naturally. He's like, please, just please try to do it naturally. He's like, just please throw out the medication. Just wait. Wait a little bit. He convinced me not to take the medication. I remember I was holding it in my hand, and there was a garbage can over there, and I just threw it out. I was like, I am not going to do it right now. I'm going to listen to my brother because I know the struggle that he went through with medication. Like, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to try to work on myself. But at the same time, like, I was still, like, debating. I'm like, what, what, like, what can I do right now? So I tried to do more, like, there's some, like, holistic stuff that I try to do um, that tried to, like, help me to combine my anxiety, spiritual stuff that I went through over there. Um, to find that can take out the fear out of me. Um, a lot of like, it's a lot of like Kabbalistic things that you can do to take out the fear, but they didn't really help. So I tried them out and I said to myself, I'm okay, maybe this is the answer right now. Maybe this is what's going to help me. And I was always trying to look for the quick fix. And I was always trying to look for it. I'm like, okay, maybe this is not going to help me. But I tried it out and I tried a few of them and nothing really helped. Nothing really helped. I try to go to this person that through your birthday that can tell you what's going on with you and what can tell you what's happening in the future. They gave me some answers. I'm not going to lie. They did give me some answers over there. They were telling me you're going through a lot of fear and they just told me some things about the future, which I never believed because no one can tell about the future, but they were telling me exactly what was going on with me, what was going inside of me and what I was feeling. Which which did kind of like help because, again, it gave me some clarity. I'm like, okay, maybe this is like what it is because they told me you have a lot of fear inside of you. I'm like, yeah, I do have a lot of fear. I'm, I'm, I'm very fearful about everything. It's like I hate when people scream at me. He's like, I lock up. I'm like, I hate it whenever like I fly or I go in by myself. I have panic attacks. I go to the hospital a lot. They're like, yeah, it's a lot of because there's a lot of fear. And I remember I'm like, okay, I'm like this thing didn't really help. I'm like, okay, give me some clarity, but like I'm not there yet. And when I was going through, when I was in Israel at the time, I was still going to the hospital then. I was still having panic attacks. I remember they got to the point that I went so many times to the hospital over there that the staff already knew who I was. They already knew who I was. They're like, okay, this is the person that has anxiety. Like, this person has nothing. It seems like he just has anxiety. And there's nothing wrong with him. And they already knew they didn't take me seriously when I came there. Or I would go to the doctor a lot for my appendicitis because I had a lot of, I always like check my appendicitis. I was always nervous. And I was like, I have feel pain over there. And I'll go straight to the hospital. I go straight to the doctor where I'll bring the doctor home. Just to me, in the middle of the night at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, there's a doctor over there that you can call. They have like a thing. They have a service that the doctor comes to your house. And I remember he came and he checked me out and everything was fine. But I'll continuously go to the doctor and I was continuously Googling things about my health and everything. I was very, very nervous of what, what I was going through. And like while I'm talking to you guys, because it's been so many years, it's been like 12 years, I, did, I just forgot a lot of things. And I remember I remember this of like my my cousin rushing me to the hospital because I had such pain in my abdominal pain. And I remember rushing to the hospital. I remember they got to the point of like, Emmanuel, I think maybe we need to operate on you to see what's going on. And I was ready. I was ready to see. I was like, okay, let's do it. I was like, let's operate. Let's see what's happening in there. That's how desperate I was to have some answers of what was going on with me, with my health. Because I was very nervous about my health. I was terrified about it. But in the end, they didn't do up. They didn't operate on me because my dad came and he's like, "No, there's no way you're operating. You're crazy." I'm like, "Was like, what's going on with you?" Is like, "There's no reason to operate." They did X-rays. They did MRIs. Like, what else do you want? Like, there's nothing wrong. They even did a CT scan. Like, they did blood tests. Like, there's nothing wrong. Emmanuel's like, "I'm like, I'm like, Dad, so why am I feeling all this pain? Like, why am I always going to the hospital? Why am I continuously feeling this way? 
I remember like right now here, a lot of things popping up. Is that I remember I had obsessive thoughts, obsessive thoughts. They were just like control me. They would just tell me like I would just think about one thought the entire. It would take me one week to get over that thought. It would it would drive me insane. Like about the sun, I would be obsessed about it, obsessed how it works, why is it like this, because it looks so fake to me, but it would just like, it would just, it would be an obsession. Another thought that really, really bothered me was like, I used to have suicidal thoughts. And I was like, oh man, I, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about it. Like, why am I thinking about it? And I couldn't like overcome this. It was like every time I picture myself when I was on high balcony, jumping myself, like jumping off. I'm like, I don't want to jump off. Why am I picturing this? I remember the intrusive thoughts that I used to have every time I would hold a knife or every time I would speak with somebody. I remember I was like, I would always look at them and I'm like, the only thing I'm thinking about, I'm trying to control myself. Like, I don't want to hit this person. Like, I don't want to do something violent towards this person. I don't like, why am I feeling this? And I would be terrified and I would avoid people because of that. I would avoid holding certain utensils like knives or as in tools because of that. Wow. I just had like a whole time, like a flood of memories coming in right now because again, I, I haven't. I haven't dealt with anxiety for over 12 years. I haven't dealt with it for, for nine years, but it's been 12 years since I went through it and three years of what what I went through. And the uh, throughout when I, whenever I was in Israel, I, I started to get better after a few months being there. Because again, this, the, you know, the weather over there is just much better and I was more active over there. And I started to feel much better. And it was the spirituality over there is, is very strong. It's it's very strong. I don't know if anybody's been there, but if you go to the Jerusalem especially, Israel itself has a different kind of feeling, and I can't really explain it. But it, it did kind of help me in that sense of like starting to get much better. But I still had severe anxiety. But I saw myself improving and having more stability just by taking walking nature, uh, going to the beach, and just... You know, being more active in that way. But I was always with somebody. Like, I would work with my cousin. He would work as a DJ uh, for weddings. And I would go work with him until late at night so that I so I, not, so I shouldn't feel alone, so that I shouldn't be alone. And he, he helped me a lot in that sense of, like, being and going places. And I remember working with him mostly in construction, anything that I can do to get my mind off the anxiety. But I wasn't getting the correct help that I needed. I was doing things in order to get my mind off the anxiety because everyone was telling me like, oh, you have to stop thinking about it. You got to keep yourself busy, do things and everything. But that really wasn't helping me because the moment I would be by myself, which I hated, or just trying to rest, trying to calm down, my anxiety would just come back. All these thoughts would start coming back. My, I would start feeling all these symptoms again. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I, I can't have one moment of peace. I can't just relax like a normal person. Like this really sucks. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to go through this. This really sucks. I'm like, I have to find somebody who's going to help me. And I remember speaking to God. I'm like, please find me that person who is going to help me. I need that person. Please send me to him because I cannot go through this anymore. I literally got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore because it was so hard. It was so difficult to live with this every single day. I, I didn't want to experience this anymore. I was like, I'm done. I'm finished. Like I, I got to that point. But thankfully, thankfully, thank God, I spoke to one of my one of my mentors in Israel when I was there in 18 year when I was 18, and he introduced me to his friend who is a social worker. 
whenever I met him, I went to him and I met him and I was experienced. He's telling me, he's like, okay, share me with me what, what's going on with you. When I told him what I was experiencing and I told him like, I'm very depressed. I remember he told me one thing. He's like, Emmanuel, you're not depressed. He's like, you're sad. I was like, whoa. He kind of lifted that word. The saying you're depressed is a very heavy thing to say. When you say, okay, you know what? I'm sad or even better, I'm unhappy. It kind of like lifts the weight. And he's like, I want to tell you something. I'll never forget these words. He's like, I went through the same exact thing as you. Whenever I heard that, I was like, no way. Impossible. I was like, you went through this, what I went through? I'm like, how did you become a psychologist? And he's like, He's like, I'm not a psychologist. Like, I'm just a social worker. I, I consider him as my mentor. And he was like, I went through this when I was around your age as well. I went through this. It's like, I know what you're experiencing. I'm like, how in the world did you go through school thinking and believing that you have, that you went insane and that you're schizophrenic or other mental health issues that you had and you went through school with this? He's like, Exactly. He's like, whenever I was in school, I went through an anxiety disorder when I was becoming a social worker. And he's like, and I would read about all the mental health issues. And he's like, I believe that I had every single one of those. I was like shocked. I'm like, how did you do that? I'm like, I would never, like I would run away. I used to be terrified, terrified that I went insane, that I lost my mind, that I'm going to end up in a psychiatric ward. I was terrified about that. I'm like, I'm like, this guy who had an anxiety disorder as me, same thing as me, he went through school, learned about all the mental health issues, and he came out fine? I'm like, how did you do that? And this is where he explained to me everything of what I was going through in such detail, and he understood me. He I'm like, finally finally, finally, after good, I would say five, six months of being lost, being confused, not having any answers. I'm like, finally, somebody, somebody understands what I'm going through. Whenever you find that person, how good does that feel? You feel relieved. You feel like, wow, like a weight has been lifted. I was like, finally, somebody actually understands me. I guess some people understand what anxiety is and here and that, but not to this depth of what I'm going through. Because if they really understood, they wouldn't tell me, oh, it's easy to get out of it or, you know, just do this or keep yourself busy. You like, what's the big deal? What are you depressed about? Finally, I said, this person understands what I'm going through. And this is where the turning point of whenever I started to heal myself in overcoming my anxiety. Again, it took me a good two and a half years to completely eradicate it from my life, but it was the turning point of, I have somebody who understands me because that's such a big thing for us. It's such a big thing to have somebody who understands what you're going through. You're able to connect with them in a much deeper level. And this is the time where I was 20 years old. I was broke. I didn't have any money to pay for him. But I said, I know what? I am going to find a way to pay him so that I can start feeling better. I said, I am determined I am determined to getting better because like, I said to myself, I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm like, this really sucks. I remember whenever I was in my aunt's house, whenever I was, I was always like keeping busy. I would go to my other aunt's house just to like keep myself busy. My cousin would drop me off. So I would clean the house and everything. And I remember I was cleaning her shades and I would just do anything that I can just to keep myself busy doing the garden and everything. And I remember sitting there and I'm like thinking about like, I had suicidal thoughts. 
And you know, I tell myself, I'm like, Emmanuel, like, why are you even having these thoughts? I'm like, why am I even going through this? I'm like, you were fine a year ago or six months ago. You were totally fine. Like, what happened? Why do I need to go through this? Why do I need to go through this suffering? I'm like, this really sucks. I'm like, God, why do I deserve this? This is the worst thing ever. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Why do I need to go through this? Why am I having all these thoughts that make me feel like I'm about to go insane? Because I had really, really disturbing thoughts in my mind of like how the world work about space. I would not want to think about space because it gave me such a, like it used to bug me out. I used to, I used to have anxiety from it. And I said to myself, like, you know, I was, I was having suicidal thoughts because I was suffering so much. But, you know, I told myself at my moment when I remember I was washing her shades and I said to myself, I'm like, Emmanuel, you are a coward if you're going to do that. You are a coward. You want the easy way out. That's what you want. This is what I told myself. You want the easy way out. There is no easy way out. You're going to have to go through the tough and through the struggles of overcoming this. That is the truth. Life is not easy. You're going to go through certain struggles, but getting out of it this way is the easy way out. I'm like, now that, now I'm like you are a coward to even think that way. I'm like, you are a coward. I was hard on myself on that. It helped me because ever since then, I stopped thinking about it. Ever since then, I snapped out of it in, in, in meaning in those thoughts of having suicidal thoughts. Like I never had them anymore. And this is why I was determined whenever I found my the person that was going to help me, I said, I'm determined to get healthier. No matter what the cost is, I'm going to do it in order for myself to get healthier. That's what I'm going to do. And I paid him. I asked him, of course, for the discount, and he was willing to help because he really understood the pain. But he helped me. He helped me tremendously to understand anxiety, to give me, to give me tools and techniques of what I can do. Healing certain traumatic experiences that I went through in the past repairing relationships, not actual like bringing that person, like just repairing it with myself, like forgiveness so that I can move over, so that I can move on in life. He helped me out tremendously in that sense, which was amazing. But there was more things besides that that I had to do. Therapy wasn't the only, it's not the only solution. It's not... Not it's not only solution, it's not the solution to overcoming anxiety. I had to do more other things besides therapy in order for me to overcome my anxiety. This is part two of my journey of my own struggle with anxiety. And tomorrow I'm going to talk about th part three, the final part of what I did in order for myself to overcome my anxiety and how I came to the place of actually helping people today and overcoming theirs. Take care, guys, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.